Hey, with no further ado, I want to welcome uh, someone who's a dear friend of mine. Uh, Pastor Carlos, typically he has a Spanish-speaking congregation, and I've heard him speak several times. Uh, several times I speak Spanish you know from time to time I, I I dip out of here and I gotta get my Spanish worship on I'm just but when I hear him speak I've always told them I said hey like you need to preach in English because so many people need to benefit from that word because it's so powerful like the revelations that God has given him on kingdom on generosity He's also our accountant because he has an accounting firm. And so he's a third-party accountant uh, of Kuhau in terms of our finances. And I thought, who better than come to speak uh, about generosity than Pastor Carlos Jimenez? Can we give him a round of applause? Pastor, esta es su casa. Dios le bendiga. <laughs> I'm going to do a Spanish today. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try, you know. Uh, I love your pastor. And he always pushed me to come here to do this in English. So I'm okay. So I'm going to try to do it. Um, and I'm glad to be here again. I think this is the second time, yeah. And, and I just want to um, take some time to speak from my heart to you in trying to, to download something to your spirit. Uh, the Word of God is, a, is so powerful. And when I hear those testimonies, you know, it's like boom, yes. Uh, because God is so good. And he always good. I mean, he always will be good. Don't allow nobody to tell you different. <laughs> Amen. I want you to open. I'm just going to use uh, a few, one or two verses. And I, I, then I'm going to begin to speak to you. In Hebrew chapter 1, I want you to open your Bible. Uh, and I know that you're getting ready for generosity next week. But I just want to. I just want to bring something about generosity, but from, from the perspective that God has been dealing in my heart uh, for the last couple of years. So, you know, I just want to, I want to share with you uh, a, few, a few thoughts uh, here in the Bible. What I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to read uh, a couple of verses, and then I'm going to speak to you of those verses. Amen? It's okay with you? Uh, I like the, the Spanish translation of this first verse, but that's, that's fine because he said, Dios. And here, in the past, God spoke because, you know, it's in English, so you have to change the, <laughs> uh, the way. But he said, in the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in this last day, he has spoken to us by his son, who he appointed heir of all things, and through whom he made the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory, and the exact, I love that translation, in Spanish doesn't say it like that, is the exact representation of his being, 
sustaining all things by his powerful word, after he had provided purification of sins, he sat down on the right hand of the majesty in heaven. I'm going to read number four because it's good too. So he became as much superior to the angels, and the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. So God bless his word. Now, uh, here, I just want to pick up something uh, very quickly because he has said that in the past, God spoke. Like I said, in, because the, the translation in Spanish say God, you know, spoke. But it, it, it mentioned God first. And I like that because it's the only book in the Bible that begins that God spoke. You know, when you read like the, you know, all the books, you know, say Paul, you know, Timothy, I'm writing to the church in, in this place. But this is the only book in the Bible that speaks that God spoke. Now, there is something very unique here because it will it, it say that God spoke to our forefathers. So basically what I'm what I'm reading here is that God always has spoken into humanity. So you know, whatever we know about God is because God revealed himself to us. So that's very key because some people, they get in this mood, you know, oh, I'm seeking God. No, God is seeking you. And then when you respond, then he will do whatever he needs to do in your life. And then, you know, you sometimes you get confused that you were the one who was seeking him. He was the one who was seeking us. Why? Because we were dead. So, you know. When you're dead, when you're you know, you, you don't feel anything. You're dead. You cannot speak. You cannot do anything. So God was the one who reached out to us. And the key uh, issue here is that he spoke. So the, the very things that I would like to say is that God always has spoke to us. And then that's what we call in... I don't like to get too much in theology, but, you know, that's progression, uh, revelación progresiva, uh, progression, revelation. I don't know. That, that, that's good. You're going to help me. <laughs> I'm trying to switch here in my English. So that means that God always has revealed himself. But the way that he has done that, he has done that through progression you know I want to I want you to think my thought because my point today is going to be only one point but I just want you to follow me so God spoke God always has spoken to us and the way that he spoke to our forefathers was through revelation but that revelation was a progressive revelation that is to say that God never speak everything at the same time, in the past. Are we agreeing that? So that's what I said here, right? So he spoke to whom? He spoke to our forefathers. So God spoke to the fathers. And I like that because, you know, when, when you read about the Bible, when you read about Israel, he always speaks about the fathers. 
You know, los patriarcas, the one that went Genesis, you know, Abraham was a father, Isaac and Jacob. God always speaks to the fathers. And that's why when you see the constitution, when the, he was to distribute the land, it was by clans, it was by group, by people groups, but always is, is in that level. You know, he spoke with the father of the clan, he spoke to the father of the house, and always God have a way to really speak directly to us through the channel that he already have created. Now, he say here, is something very unique because he speak to us that he spoke to us through the prophets. So in the past, whatever God want to speak to us, he took one person and that person was a prophet. And that prophet brought forth the word that God want to speak to us. So that's, that's, I'm talking about the past because that's what you're going to see now in, in verse 2, what I would like to tell you. So always God have spoke, but he spoke through all the people. He was not speaking directly to us. And he said, through the prophet at many times, say with me many times, and in various ways. So there is, there is two words here that I would like to, uh, to bring attention to you. Because what he said here, that he has spoke many times. You know, I don't want to get into detail into the Greek. But it's the word polymeros. And then another word, in various ways... Is, 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 is the polytropos. And I'm going to explain, that's, you know, tropos, uh, tropology, I don't know how you call la topologia, topology, you know, when you mark something, that's the, yeah, that's when that, that word comes from there. Now, let me explain to you what it says here, because what it's saying is that God in the past, he chose the prophet to bring revelation to us, to bring a message to us, and that message was, was portrayed in a different ways to us. But if he brought the message in a different many ways, the message was not different. It was, you're going to see it, it was always the same message. But he brought it in a different way. So, that we can bring understanding about what he wants us to speak to our life. Let me, let me try to explain, you know, polymer, polytrop, poly, polymeros. If polytropos, then we're going to do it later. So polymeros, when God was speaking, let's take the, the, the life of Abraham. So Abraham you know, he cried out to God. The guy wants, you know, you just give me a son. So God granted him a son. You know that, the story, Isaac. But later on, he asked Abraham to give Isaac as a sacrifice. So how in the world, I'm going to ask something to God, and then God then is going to ask me to give it back to him. Say, God was speaking. 
He was speaking there. Now you know the story, you know, but I'm going to say because for the sake of some people maybe that they don't know it. What happened? He took the child. He went to, to the mountain, you know, they put in the altar. And then when he was ready to sacrifice, God stopped him. I said, look, I know that you love me and you obey me. You don't have to do it. <laughs> But when you see the whole scripture, then you understand two things. Because the first thing is that when he was ready to, to do the sacrifice, there was an animal that was trapped. You know, in one place. And, and you know what, what Abraham said? Oh my God. It, that's when we get the word Yahweh, Jehovah, Jireh. You know, God, you know, but we, 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 the way that we say it is not the right way. Because sometimes we say God will provide. No, that's not what it say. It's that God will provide his offering. Do you get that? So if he asks you to give something, you are not the one who given it. He will give you that first that you can give it back to him. Oh, come on. So what, what, he, was saying, he, what he was saying is that I'm going to provide myself the offering. I'm going to provide what I want. And you know, when you read then Hebrews chapter 11, then you figure out something else. Because it said that Abraham gave his son by faith. But he took it. As he was, you know, he took it from the altar like he was already dead. Because it was something, it was a, a, una figura, how you call it? A, a figure, a type, thank you. A type of resurrection. So, When, when that type, that word type is the word that we use parabole, when we get the word parabolas or you know the parables in the Bible, that was a type. What it was a type was a type of God giving Himself through the Son to us, and God was announcing beforehand in a in a in a in a Many times, he was, he was taking one example from the Bible, from the past, to speak to us about the future, that God will give himself his only son, and that he will resurrect it from the dead. In other words, I cannot save myself. I cannot do anything for myself. That's what is God is saying is justification. It's not what you can do for God, but what God can do for you. So what, what, what was God doing? God was what? Speaking. So this is very important because we need to understand how God, in which way God spoke. It was not something simple. You know, <laughs> I'm trying to get another example and then to move on because I'm just trying to get something simple. Okay, let, let me do this one because I think that this one you're going to understand it too. I have a many. I can speak all day about this. Because I went through the whole Bible and look at it where God was speaking. I got one year and seven months just doing this. For hours, just looking. You know, when Moses, 
you know, he went to the mountain, right? Just follow me now. Why he went to the mountain? God gave him the table. And the finger of God wrote that Ten Commandments. He gave the table to Moses. He came down. And you know the, the story. The people were idol worshiping. And I say, oh my God. And that what he did? He brought the tables. All right. You imagine. Just think about a little second. God took something that was invisible. The word. And he wrote that in a physical way. I will never destroy those tables. Right? <laughs> you know, but he destroyed it. Why God, what, what God was speaking to us? Because the second time, he needs to go up. And now God told him, I don't want to write the, the tables. You're going to need to do, you know, you're going to need to get a stone. when I go, And then you're going to need to write it. That's law. The first one was grace. What was God doing? Because when you go to Jeremiah, you say, I will, my spirit is going to write the, my law into their hearts. So why the first table cannot remain? Because the right table, that was a shadow. The table that God only can write permanent is your heart and my heart. So what God was doing, God was speaking. God was speaking. And then he said, Polymeros, he was speaking in, in many times, but he, you know, when you go through the whole Bible, you're going to see that it was the same message. God was speaking about redemption. God was speaking about something unique to us. And they say, Paul, uh, you know, Paul, uh, in many ways, polytropos. You know, he was, he, was, he was taking forms, visions, shadows, trying to give an understanding who God is and why he created us. So that, 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 that's when you see shadows, you know, that's when you see a lot of things that, that was in the past. Most of the time, the church in the New Testament still is living in the same thing, in the same shadow. When you live in the law, when you live in, in you know, under legalism, you're always going to limit what the grace of God can do in our life. The effectiveness of the grace of God is, is st stopped when we want to add something that God doesn't want you to add it. So when you see polymeros, you know, when you remember the disciples, you know, the Camino Emmaus, I don't know, Emmaus, they were walking, and then Jesus appeared to them, and they say, oh, you are the only one that is a stranger, you don't know what happened, they killed Jesus, and Jesus was with them. What did Jesus did? He begins to tell them from all the scriptures where they spoke about him. So God spoke. God was not spoke. God was not speaking religion. 
God was revealing himself. So when the maximum revelation of God into the earth, will we have a clear understanding what he spoke? And that's why they say, oh my God. And they, they were walking. And then when they got to a place that he, that he took the bread and he break it, he disappeared into their own eyes. And they realized that the one who was speaking to, he, to them in the way was Jesus. And they say, Oh, our, no quemaban nuestro corazón. Our heart was burning. Why was burn, burning? Because it was God himself speaking to them, but they were blind. And sometimes God is speaking to the church in these last days. And sometimes we are blind. We don't understand what he's doing. For one reason. I want to show you what it is. Look at this. He said, in the past, God spoke to our fathers, through the prophets, and many times, and in various ways. Now, verse 2. But, in these last days, he has spoke to us by his son. There is a contrast. But, now... You know, believe me, when you have a, a Jewish people and you speak to them about the last day, they really understood right away what it was. So for them, the last day, you know, it was the time when the Messiah will, will come and will bring deliverance to them from the Roman Empire. They knew that God has promised something in the last day that will bring deliverance to them. But look at what the Bible says here. The guy spoke in many ways. In various portions of the scripture, he spoke, he, he spoke about revelation. He spoke about a lot of things. But now, in the last day, he spoke to it by his son. Now, let me, let me submit something to you. Because when you read the whole book of Hebrew, then you understand something very unique. Because when they, when they speak here, he said that God spoke and now, in the last day, he only have one way that he has spoken. is through his son. Now, I know that you don't need to, to do this homework. I did it for you. When you see he spoke to us by his son, it's in capital S. In the Greek, it's not capital. It's Lowercase. Why? Because when it is capital S, you're talking about the title, not the function. So when, when we read like that, now he has spoken to us by his son in, 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 in the capital S, not what we say, you know, in the title of a son, not in the function of a son. So what God was saying to these people, and you know, and the article in Spanish, nos ha hablado en el hijo, o por el hijo, you know, it doesn't have the, even the, the article. It's only he, God has spoke in son. In other words, God took many years, thousands of years to speak to humanity, to speak
speak to us that in the last day now he chose a way to speak to us not to shadow not to 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 typology he took the form of a son the second person of the trinity came down to the earth and he took the relationship of a son the the configuration of a son and now everything that guys speak to us in the last day have to go through that lens through sons you say well, why is telling me all this before generosity you're gonna see now because I'm gonna I'm gonna fulfill you know <laughs> what he told me to do I guess I got 20 more minutes to do it are you following me now so guy spoke no doubt about it he did it many ways he did it in different locations in the Bible But in the last day, he chose a way to speak to us. You know, when you read the whole, Bible, the whole book of Hebrew, you see that, that Jesus, the son, is superior to the angel, to Moses, to Joshua, to Aaron. He's the high priest. You know, when you read, he's the superior of everything. So, God brought the revelation of a son to speak to us. Ahora, this is very unique because I want you to, to read, you know, I don't want to be able to read it, but I just, I think that I don't know, I don't know if I did it last time that I can, but I just want to do this exercise with you because I want to get to another point quickly. Uh, just go to Luke chapter 3. Believe me, I'm not going to be able to read because it's a lot of names and I'm going to feel <laughs> trying to pronounce it. You definitely said, this guy is crazy, you know, I'm going to. But, you know, in, in verse 23, it begins with the geneal uh, genealogy, genealogy of Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm trying to do my best. And then, then he began to speak, you know. Through the time of Jesus was born. And then he begins to bring his descendant from Joseph down. So he go boom, 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 boom. And then, if, you know, if you continue reading, reading, you're going to see. But if you go to, uh, let's say, let me get something easy. Uh, 32, for example. I don't know if you can put it there. I'm going to read it in Spanish. You're going to read it in English. Because, you see, uh, Hijo de David, no, uh, The, the number 32. The son of Jesus, the son of Obed, the son of Booth. And then the next verse. The son, oof, I don't know that one. That's a very <laughs> difficult one. But you get my point. It's going, the son of whom, the son of whom, the son, the son, the son of Judah. Then boom, 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 he goes. Now, look at, look at, I want to do the verse 37 And then we're going to do all together 38. Okay? So let's do that. So 37. Okay. I'm going to try. The son of Matusalem, Matusalem, right? The son of Enoch. The son of Jared. The son of the Mahalael. The son of Kainam. And then the son of, let's do that together. One, two, three. The son of Enos. The son of Seth, the son of Adam. Let's do it again. 
the son of Oh, I thought that Adam was a man. Look at there. Is the son of what? Of God. When God was creating man in Genesis, he said that he created man. But when we read in the revelation of the last day, you see, that was a typology. God was speaking. What was God speaking? Now we understand that Adam was the son of God. God was creating a son. God was not creating a man. He was a son. It's the configuration of a son. It's the configuration. That's what it, you're going to see now in, in Ephesians. Let's read one more verse and then we go to Hebrew again. Go with me to Ephesians. I just want to put a foundation so that I want to declare some stuff to you later. Look what it is. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. They said, for this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth uh, der derives its name. Do I say it right? Okay. It's the 14. Verse 14. For this reason I bow my knee before the Father. Right? Continue. From whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. What did that mean? That if you are called a son or a daughter, if I'm calling a father because I have four kids, that means that that name comes from heaven. In other words, this is what I'm saying, that if it's a father in the earth, that his sons in the earth, is because in heaven, that's the name that, those, that the family of heaven have. In other words, what God did was to bring the same configuration, the same community, the same name that is in heaven, he brought into creation. So you are not only a man, not, you know, like Adam. No, you are a son. And if you have a son, then you have the capacity to be a father when you unite with your wife and you have kids. That's what it is. We carry the name that is in heaven, into the earth. All right, let me, then let me, let me do the rest. Go back to Hebrew. Now listen to me quickly. I know that you've been listening, but yes. <laughs> we need to understand this. You know, we all want to go to heaven. And I understand why. But do you know that heaven were creator? In the beginning, God created what? Heaven and earth. So the heaven is something that has been created. It's not eternal. Just think a little bit. What is eternal? Is what God did before the creation. And let's just go back to the Bible. I'm going to show you what it is. Hebrew chapter, chapter 1. I don't know if I'm making sense, you know, because for me this is so difficult to do it in English. But 
<laughs> I'm like, my goodness, I'm trying to do something. I brought some people from my church. I hope that I'm doing good. <laughs> They're gonna say, I don't know what happened with pastor. Okay. Chapter 2. Yeah, chapter 1, verse 2. Okay. But in this last day, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom he made the universe. Now, this is the key. The key here, and that's something that, that happened to me, then I'm going to tell you testimony. You see, what he said here that he spoke in the sun. So he took the configuration of a son and then he spoke to humanity. If you, listen to me, if you're going to understand God, you need to understand what is a son. You're, you're never going to understand God. You're never going to understand his mind. You're never going to have the revelation. He's never going to speak to you. Because the only way that he speaks to you is through the configuration of a son. Then you need to be, a, you have to have a clear understanding of what does a son mean. And look at this. He spoke to us by his son. Who he appointed the heir of all things, comma. Through whom also he created the world. Now, how are you going to be an heir when nothing has been created? That's my question. You know, what are you going to heir? ¿Qué vas a heredar? What are you going to get if nothing has been created? I don't know if you get this. But this, when, I, when I read this, you know, God told me, look, that order is not... An order that is there just because it's there. That order is because it has something unique to tell us to us today. Because when we understand that, then we're going to be able to begin to move in the earth with great anointing, with, get, with a great understanding. We're going to be able to conquer. We're going to be able to bring the kingdom of God into the earth. We're going to be able to take the resources that has been created and we're going to be able to manifest it in our life and through our life because we are not behind creation we are not behind things we are behind the mind and the design that God already has said that we are so therefore I don't need to look for something that has been created to be able to have my identity I'm a son even if I don't have anything Because your position as a son doesn't have to do anything of what you have. Oh, my pastor, what are you telling me? I'm telling you, when this grab your mind and your heart, you see, I'm going to say it in Spanish, then you're going to help me to translate it. God didn't create everything so that you go after that. God created everything before he created Adam. He didn't create Adam and then the things. He created the things and then he created the son, Adam. Because why? Because when he brought Adam into existence, 
he didn't want Adam to go after the things because the things were already created. He needs to focus in the mission and to represent the God that has created him. Oh, come on. I don't know if I'm talking to you today. You don't need to be seeking for money. You don't need to be seeking for, for things. Everything was given to you as a son before everything was created. We are a son not because what we have. We are a son because who we are and in whom we are. We are in Christ Jesus, the son of the living God. And he has made us the son of the living God. So I don't need to strive for things. I need to have a right identity. And when my right identity is in the right place, everything will, will come to me. Most of the people chasing. You know, Most of the people think, I don't know if I can understand God. Yes, you can. The way that I understand God, I look the the original intention of God. If he created a son, you see, when you're a son, you don't go to work tomorrow to supply your needs. If that's what you could do, because you're a slave you just follow me I'm sorry I had to speak to you like this because you know most of the people no you know okay, tú quieres, que no, voy a trabajar mañana. no you need to go to work tomorrow but you, work needs to change your, you need to change the vision of work because work is not for sons in the matter of provision because God created everything before he created you. So you don't need to look for the provision. So why work? That's a good question, right? So why I had to work? Thank you for asking me. Even if you don't ask me, I will tell you. So that you don't stay in bed tomorrow and your wife have to give you, you know, some push. This is what it is. You know, God made one seed, only one seed of avocado. Now we have millions of Mexicans eating guacamole every day. With how many seeds? So when you have a son, you don't look for things to be supplied for you. Because already, God already have created. So what does work? He made one seed. Now I need to plant it. So work is not to create, it's not for, for the purpose of creating your needs. Work is to take what God has given you as a son so that you can multiply and you can increase it. I don't know if I, if I make sense. 
So that's how, that's how, that's how generosity is going to rise in this house. That's how it's going to grow. It's not with the mentality of poverty. Not with the mentality that I don't have anything. No, you have something. If you have something and you are son and you have the right mentality and you have the right vision, you have the capacity now to take what God has given to you and you plant that into the sea. If when you plant your sea, you need to believe that everything that you plant that everything that you sow, that everything that you put into the ground is going to grow. Not because you have to watch it. It's because it's the Lord of God. God already made it that way. The only way that is to have an increase in your life is when you have the capacity to see yourself the way that God has created you. Oh my God. Come on, come on. There's some people here that are watching me like, I don't know if you understand. You okay? So work was created to multiply what was done in creation. It's to steward what was, what was, what was created. An orphan spirit is the one who's looking for provision. A son is the one who knows that all his need has been provided. You know when? Who have appointed the heir of all things before the world was created. That's the way that I walk now. I'm like, you know, it took me a couple of years, you know, to bring all this garbage that I have him, you know, I have to do a, I did it like a little hole and then pull out this garbage that I have here. And I have to do another hole to put another thing, you know, because sometimes, you know, we want to put everything together. You have to pull something out of you so that I can put something new. So understanding, he spoke in the past, but now he's, the only way that he speaks. It's in this configuration. You have to see everything, your generosity, whatever you give, whatever you do, whatever you, how you go to work, you need to see it from a perspective of who you are. Let me tell you this, and then I guess I'm done. Something happened to me because I understood something. When I look to this verse, I understood something and something happened to me. The first thing that I understood, if that was created before, you see, I did a whole series in my church about the blessing. Because you see the super faith, you know, you've got a lot of people that they know how to preach. And people think that the blessing is material thing. That's not the blessing. If that's the blessing, then, oh, I got a new car. What a blessing. That's not a blessing. That's a result of the blessing. That's not a blessing. Oh, I came to church to get a blessing. You're wrong. You don't come to church to get a blessing. You were blessed before the foundation of the world. Blessing is something that was prepared. Oops, sorry. 
got scared. So that's mean that I have to finish? No, 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 no. I, fi- I finished. Uh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just get a few more minutes and then I'm going to go. Blessing is not from this dimension. I'm going to explain you. You know, I preach like maybe five, seven hours about this. I'm going to tell you one formula. God is a spirit. The composition of God, the spirit, you know, la tela, you know, the, the line or whatever, I don't know how you call it, the, the fabric of the spirit is grace. But grace cannot do anything without giving. So God said, well, I'm going to bless. So blessing is the heart of grace. Because God cannot do anything without giving. You imagine that. And then you have the capacity to give generosity. And you bring, when you do that, you know what you're doing? You're activating the nature of God that is within you. I don't know if you get that. (laughs) You think that you bring an offering? You think that you're going to come next week and you're going to bring the tithe? No. When you come and you give, what you're doing is you're activating the nature of God that is now within you. And you through your generosity because God, that's the way that God operates. So the blessing is not the car. The blessing is not the apartment. The blessing is not the house. The blessing is the is, is something that comes from God. And that blessing, you know when, when took place? Before you were created. God did a covenant with Jesus. He is the El Cordero de Dios que fue inmolado desde antes de la fundación del mundo. He is the Lamb of God that was slain before the foundation of the world. You know, the cross was 2,000 years ago, but he went to the cross in eternity. When you and me were no in existence, you know how that called? That's called the people who study law is the third beneficiary. That means I don't need to be present to receive something. So in eternity, the son and the father say, look, we're going to create this guy. His name is going to be Adam. We know that he's going to fail. Okay, before he fell and before he's created because he's a son, what I'm going to do, I'm, before to create everything, let's do, a, let's do a covenant. And what is the covenant? I'm going to die because I know that he's going to mess it up. You know, he haven't been born again. He haven't been created. So let's do the covenant. And then when we did the covenant, we're going to transfer the benefits of that covenant into that person. He was not born. He was not in creation. He was not in existence. But God, that's what God did with you. And when you begin to understand that, you don't need to strive for things. You don't need to be striving for, for blessing. You have been blessed before the foundation of the world. God made a covenant with you. God made a covenant with this church. You need to arise. You need to begin to see something differently. You need to understand that God is your father. And he created you as a son. And in the son of the earth is the exact representation 
children of the Father. You can represent the Father in the earth because He has configured you as a son. So let's arise in this last day and let's begin to know God. Let's begin to understand God. Let's begin to hear God because He's speaking to you but He haven't been able to go through you because you are still operating in an orphan spirit not in a son in a sonship spirit I know what I'm talking to you when I was a kid I never remember when my father was in my house. I was like two years old. I live in La Orilla de un Rio, in a river, across to a river, in a little house with my grandma, with maybe 10 uncles. And my mother, my mother had to get there because she was 17 and she had my, me and my brother and my father left. You know, I should be the worst statistic. And that's why I don't have, you know, you don't need to, you know, you know what you need to do? You just need to forgive and bless if his was not there, if your mother was not there, just bless them. Because now you have a heavenly father. So my father got Kobe. And he's, he was fine with Kobe, but he got a lot of complication in his body. And then he, he got some malfunction of, of some of his organ. Sadly, he died. He passed away. You know what happened? <laughs> I went to Dominican Republic. So when I went there, we found that he had created eight companies. I didn't know that I saw so many companies. So he left a radio station, FM, that you can broadcast to the whole nation, nationwide. You get an AM radio station, three TV channels, cable companies, land. Pastor, you know, I can show you. They sent me my, the notification of all the things that I inherit. Millions of dollars he left. No one, millions. What do I do to gain that? I haven't received it yet. Because they haven't, you know, have to go now next month. We have to sign it. I don't know if I'm going to sell it, you know, because there's all the brothers, you know, they're living. You know, I make a decision in my heart. Because all the brothers, you know, because, you know, he has a lot of, a lot of women. Then he got a lot of sons and daughters for all the people. So it's a little messy, but I'm the pastor. So I have wisdom. <laughs> I say, you know what? I don't gonna fight. I don't gonna fight. That all the brothers, oh, let's get a lawyer, let's fight. They say, no, 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 we don't have to fight. Let me figure out this. 
Now I'm pastoring all of them. I say, look, we're not going to fight because if we fight, the lawyer is going to take 30% of the pot. So what, you know, and I got to make a decision. When I, you know, when you make the right decision, you know what? Even if I don't get $1 of those millions of dollars, I don't get, before I got, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. I don't need to receive the money to understand que yo soy un heredero. Dame air. You follow me? And that's the problem. You know, we need to receive something from God to be able to believe that He is. No, He is. He already spoke to you. He already made you. You need to believe Him. Doesn't matter if you get it or don't get it. I don't care if I get it. I don't care if I receive it. I don't care if I receive any money from that. I don't care. I just know I can show you the paper, official paper, with a with a with a, with a, with a bandera, with a flag from Dominican Republic, from the from the embassy. I'm, I'm a Carlos Alberto Jimenez. This is your inheritance from your father. What you did, I didn't do anything. What do you work? I didn't work anything. Why I receive it? For the simple, one simple thing that I'm a son. And in Dominican Republic, it's not like in the United States. In the United States, if I'm a father and I that's it, let's say that she's my daughter, she's my daughter, I said, No, I want to give everything to her. I can do that by a, by a will. You know that, right? And I said, I don't want to give anything to you. In Dominican Republic, you cannot do that. In Dominican Republic, by law, all the brothers need to get the same part. I think that's a, that's a law from God. My father passed away. Now we have eight companies producing. Now they gave me the accounting for them. You see, I convinced them because they didn't want to open the book. He said, I'm not going to go blind. You know, I'm not stupid. So I convinced my brother that he's there. That he's, you know, he's very wise. Look, let's, let's do a partnership, man. Give me everything. I'm going to do the accounting in New York. I said, oh, yeah. So he's giving me everything, every receipt. So I'm checking every single thing, every transaction, every day. Now I know it. Because, you know, I don't want to fight with my brothers. If he want to take everything that is mine, I leave it there. But I'm going to win the heart of my brother. Because I'm not going to do Como Cain That he killed Abel You don't, you don't do that you don't, That's what the, That's what Oh my God You know when When you get to that trap When you begin to bring Something to God And then you know You begin to see What your brother is bringing Don't You, you, don't, you don't care It's not your business What your brother is bringing Be sure That what you're bringing Next week Will please God Because you are Part of that offering Your heart Your mind Whatever you bring, bring it to God. So, Father, we thank you this day today. Now, we thank you, Father. We, I come before you, Lord. I, I, I don't know what, what a, you know, everything that I have said today. You know, I'm trying to, to bring, to convey a message. 
So Father, I thank you. Come on, raise, raise your hand. Come on, raise your hand if you're here. Come on, come on, come on. I, I know what I'm speaking to you. You you have an inheritance. You don't need to fight for what is yours. You don't need to fight for the things that already God has bringing to you. What you need to do is to change your mentality. It's beginning to change that you are a son. That God has spoke in many ways, in many forms, in many in many things. He was revealing himself, but now he's revealing himself through the configuration of those who understand sonship. So right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, I pray that this revelation will come into the mind of those who are here today. I don't mind how, how old you are, how bad you have been through life, who abandoned you, who left you behind. That's not the important things. That's the past. You can forgive that. But I pray today. In the name of Jesus, that the grace of God and Father, the words that I was trying to, to bring into English, I did my best to communicate. But I declare that the spirit of these words will come alive into this church. In the name of Jesus, I speak to the ground. I speak to this to this house right now. I come with authority. I come in the name of Jesus. I come by the power and by the anointing of the one who sent me. And I declare that everything that you have for this church will, will come to pass. Because, because you are their father and you have given them an inheritance to conquer in Staten Island, New York. So Father, Father, I thank you. I release it. I release everything. Oh, I feel it. I feel it in my spirit. Come on. Come on. Can I, can I have a, you, have, you have to believe this. You know, some people, they get, they, they, they get like, come on. You have to get involved with this. I feel it in my spirit. Something is being loose. Something is released right now. If you believe it, just raise your hand. Open your mouth. Open your mouth and begin to, begin, begin, begin to claim. Begin to claim that God is releasing something that he already prepared before the foundation of the world. Oh God Almighty. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it. You will walk in a greater understanding. You will walk in revelation. You will walk. You will walk. You will walk. With full understanding of who you are. I breathe upon you. And I thank you. Because it's not my words. It's the spirit that is behind the word. That is going to come into your mind and going to destroy any offer spirit. You're going to stop striving for things. They will gravitate to you. They will come to you. They will come to you. You're going you're gonna to be walking. They're going to come to you. Because you are a son. 
you are a daughter of the most high God so I bless you today and I thank you in Jesus name I pray blessing today